Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. You know, in 1983, when I was built like Tom Cruise and looked like Tom Cruise, you know, Risky Business was a big movie back then. And there was a line from that movie. Uh, what was it? Uh, Princeton Needs Joel? Well, Oilers now needs Hugh Porter from Digitex. That's all I'm going to say. And we've got uh, Brennan Ulrich, Brennan Escott. We're going to roll you into the uh, Hugh Porter Good Guy Club when I come back next week. You're going to fill in next week for me. That's why we know the GM's going to get hired this week, because there's no way Bob Nicholson's going to wait a week to hire while I'm gone. Just kidding. Anyhow, yes, Hugh Porter and the gang at Digitex will take care of you. We momentarily are going to head off to our River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. We'll tell you, you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line, Heartland Ford in Fort Saskatchewan. Text us at 630-630. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan at Brendan Escott. This is how much juice our next guest has. I've already got texts from two different general managers in the last nine minutes from the WHL saying, hey, that's awesome. You got Jason Ferris coming on the show. I think he might have been a guest lecturer for some of these guys with NBA courses. But for a number of years, Jason was with the Dallas Stars in a senior executive role. And he wrote what many consider to be the definitive book on NHL general managers called uh, Behind the Moves. And Jason Ferris joins us. Jason, we last had you on during the lockout year. And then I'd see every year we were down in Dallas. How you doing? I'm good, thanks, Bob. I'm still trying to get uh, the the image of the 1983 movie of you uh, out of my head, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Uh, busy, busy guy. Hey, look, we got lots going on. Uh, you obviously are well aware of the fact that it's all but fait accompli on the Ken Holland front. Uh, you know, we're you know basically the, the the organizations have got the agreement in place. You wrote this book uh, behind the moves, and, and maybe just uh, 
educate our listeners here on the on the conceptually how it came together. Sure. Behind the Moves was released in 2011, and it was the product of basically me living with NHL general managers on the road uh, in in their homes and in their offices for about 18 months. It was put together with the 35 then living general managers who had taken a team to a Stanley Cup final. And really, uh, I was the one that just assembled it. It was really a book that was done in their words. Them, Each of them talking in long-form interviews about what they were trying to accomplish uh, when they were in the chair or if they were in the chair. And then the other 34 guys weighing in about what it was like dealing with those general managers. So it really was kind of taking fans inside the GM suite to give them a 360-degree view of the challenge of the role and the evolution of the role. What did you gather, when I say the name Ken Holland, what's the first thing that crosses your mind? Hockey, 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 hockey. Ken Ken Holland is, uh, uh, you know, more than, uh, you know, there are all these GMs live and die it, but he is just, a hockey guy through and through. He lives, breathes, and sleeps it. Um, you know, I think beyond that, I think I, I, I think he runs a very tight group, uh, which I like a lot personally. Um, you know, not big far-flung staffs and whatnot. Obviously, all the GM suites have expanded in recent years, uh, but, you know, he, he runs a very tight group. Uh, and I think the other thing that really struck, struck and strikes me about Ken is his adaptability, which I think is the critical, uh, one of the real critical hallmarks of a good GM. Uh, the league usually undergoes a major structural change every seven to twelve years, uh, and you know whether that was the WHA coming or WHA coming in, contract uh, transparency coming in, the opening of Europe, the CBA, whatever it is. Uh, and he's transitioned through a couple of those phases. He's transitioned through obviously the opening of Europe, and I think he was instrumental in that for the Red Wings. A lot of people, you know, knock him for taking over a team that was supposedly on the cusp. Well, he's uh, GM that's won a up prior to the cap and after the cap and he won it three years after the cap and then you know continuing to have a pretty competitive team for another another three or four years uh post cap so i think he's been able to adapt and you know uh should he move to a different environment that'll be a that'll be a big challenge was is the ability to continue to adapt behind the moves uh author jason ferris longtime nhl executive joining us here in Oilers now bob stoffer with you uh was he one of the easier guys to communicate with amongst the you know put it this way there, there's some managers out there they want you to know that they're the smartest guy in the room and then there's mm-hmm. the guys that go the peter falk route from colombo where <laughs> where they don't give you that impression but they actually are you know what i'm saying I do know exactly what you're saying. Uh, he, he's somebody that's pretty easy to engage. Uh, he's just a high-energy guy. You know, in Detroit, um, even not so much now, but certainly 10 years ago, we know, uh, Jimmy Devalano was still a, a critical piece in there. Janelle was in there as well. And so it was really kind of a triumvirate. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't go in there without talking with all of them. So I spent a lot of time with all those guys. And uh, But uh, certainly, you know, Kenny's not trying to win any popularity contest to show, show you how smart he is. He just loves the game. He always trying to pick up information he's a big time snoop uh, so he's as much trying to pick up information from me about you know what i'm learning from all these other guys as well so uh no kenny and i have gotten along well the, the stars uh, we always participate in the traverse city tournament which is the uh, prospect tournament at the beginning of uh, september up in traverse city and so you know we get, get a chance to visit with him every year there and uh yeah he's a, not only a terrific guy but uh, very well entrenched and, and connected into the hockey world and uh, you know, as obviously uh, his accomplishments speak for themselves. Jason Ferris joining us. Bob Stoffer with you in orders now. Jason spent a number of years.
five years in the Dallas Stars organization, uh, sort of writ the, uh, wrote the definitive book on NHL managers. Uh, you said something there, because there are organizations that are information gathering organizations, and then there are organizations that are information providing organizations. And I would think that Ken Holland, when he comes to Edmonton, is going to want the Oilers to be an information gathering organization. Would you concur with that thought? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, it comes down to style. And I guess, you know, this is where I kind of weigh in on my style. I, I, I like tight organizations. I used to run a Schedule 1 bank in Canada and, uh, and you know, loose lips sink ships. And I, that's my <laughs> kind of how I live. And there are organizations uh, that are like that. Now, again, with such far-flung staffs, not only have you got presidents of hockey operations and you've got multiple assistant GMs, but you've got, you know, all kinds of people that are in the know or that think they're in the know that are, are providing information. And, you know, I'm not sure that's particularly constructive. And, and Kenny Holland is a guy that I think that, you know, sticks to his meeting and keeps, keeps his business to himself, uh, but is all We've got his ear to the ground, and as always, seen you get come up with something. So uh, that's that's you know sort of his style. So he'll be transparent with the media in terms of commenting on the moves that are made, but maybe not always on the moves that might be getting made. I think that that's very true. That's probably a, a really good way to way to put it. You know, listen. Uh, there's now been a hundred with um, recruitment hiring or elevation soon to come here. There's now been 197 GMs all time. Uh, there's a reason he spent 22 years in one chair. Uh, he's got the trust of ownership. He runs a tight ship. He's had he's had success and he's adapted through the year. So, uh, you know, Kenny Holland knows what he's doing. Jason Ferris joining us. Jason, uh, let's transition into Dallas. Uh, you went to the Stars organization. Uh, to work for Tom Gillardi, uh, and you really helped jumpstart what had become. I mean, did they not take that team out of bankruptcy? I'm just trying to recall. It was. We already bought it in November of 2011, and uh, a couple of us showed up, you know, a few weeks later. And uh, the league had been it had been under league control basically for two years after Tom Hicks had lost control of the club. It was basically run as a custodian ship under the league. And so when we got there, there were 4,300 season ticket holders, and and pretty much every relationship in the community had been fractured or, or severed. So it really was a grassroots effort to get back to uh, you know winning hands, you know, one at a time, fans over one at a time and, and building back the grassroots of the game in, in the city so that we could then, you know, start to do a lot of other other things, including bringing the draft. Now, of course, the Winter Classic and, and really putting Dallas back on the map as well as obviously trying to trying to win a cup. Well, well, I'm just thinking, and we'll get to Jim Nill in a second, but how difficult, I mean, in Edmonton, the, you know, the PR staff, the communications guys, they got a, a you know, we have a show called Oilers Now that, that you know, we host. It's a two-hour show, and we're grinding them for guests every day. So it's, you know, it's, we could, hey, we can support a two hour show and have a show that's got as many listeners as any sports show in the city. Uh, but you're sitting there with this monolith called the Dallas Cowboys. And then you got, you know, college football in the state of Texas. And then you got high school football. How much of a battle was it in that marketplace to gain any traction? Well, it is, it is a battle for sure. There are if you don't win, there's a lot of other things to do here, and uh, uh, there's a lot of other sports things going on here. So for sure, it is a battle. But you know, like everywhere, you've got your diehards, and you got to you know, with some humility and some uh, transparency, you know, deal with them really, really well and and give them a good product. And then you've got to, you know, at the end of the day, we're providing entertainment and excitement. I know in Canada, it seems such an obvious thing to say, but you know, here it, it really is about uh, you know trying to provide just a terrific entertainment product and and then beyond that 
you know, we either own or operate now a 16 sheets of ice with another five sheets of ice here in the Metroplex. So the Stars really are kind of at the center of, of the hockey community and growing the game. And we've really, you know, sought to do that across the state and really in the five-state area that we, can, that we uh, you know, we govern as well. So there's a lot more to do that. And I think trying to bring hockey in all of its forms, including the draft and including various levels of college hockey and whatnot, those things all help stimulate the marketplace. And so when you're not so good on the ice, uh, which is what happens in the modern-day parody of the NHL, you know, you could ride out those times, uh, whereas before there really wasn't that infrastructure in place. So I think, you know, we've definitely uh, climbed over a big big hurdle here, and now you know, the market's being rewarded with a little bit of winning, which is great to see. Uh, Jason Ferris joining us. Jason, Jim Nill went from Detroit to Dallas. Steve Eiserman went from Detroit to Tampa back to Detroit. Does that also speak volumes of the mentorship that Ken Holland provides various uh, staff? I think so. I think uh, it's also, and it is Kenny. I think Kenny would be the first to say it's, it, there's a larger organization in in Detroit, and that they've all come out of. And uh, um, certainly, again, Jimmy Devilano was was a part of that. Um, you know, back in the day, Brian Murray was a part of that. The Illiches, I think, you know, culturally have a big imprint on everything there as well. So I think uh, the, the the environment that has been created there, Kenny's at the head of it uh, for the last couple decades. But uh, there's a number of, of people, and it's funny, you know you mentioned that because uh, the Behind the Moves project actually began out of a large poster which used to ship with the book and uh, um, and it was really the the um, genealogy of NHL general managers and it had a bubble for each, if you can picture a bubble for each NHL general manager with lines connecting all the guys who coached with one another, who played together and whatnot. Yep. and what you found were these epicenters of general management development. Pat Quinn developed a whole bunch of guys. Um, you know, uh, Imlac developed a bunch of guys. There's, you know, Glenn Seda, there's a bunch of people that came out of that crew you know so it's interesting that you mentioned that because certainly now kenny as an experienced guy has spun off a lot of good uh, you know gms and assistant gms now educate me here did you uh, leave the stars just in the last year to work on a different project I did. I left the Stars at the end of last summer, and uh, I've been doing a couple of different things, but uh, one of the ones that your, your listeners may be intrigued in is I, I do have a, another book. It's the fifth one I've published uh, on my own through my own publishing company, and it's called It Takes 23 to Win, Building and Being Part of Great Hockey Teams. And what, so what's the, is it, what's the sort of, are you, you're building a team, are you working with a salary cap, is it a fantasy type, how does how's all this come together? Well, what I'm interested in is not just the star forward and the you know the rock solid goaltender. I'm interested in the third line. I'm interested in um, you know second pair of defensemen and extra forwards, that kind of stuff. And so what I've done is I've assembled a group of 23 former NHL players. Uh, each of them played at one of the 23 lineup positions: 14 forwards, a uh, couple, you know, seven defensemen, etc. Yep. And each of them played, you know, over 500 games in the league and had played from the 60s all the way through to a couple guys that just retired a few years ago. And with them, they've each then assembled their own 23-man unit, uh, basically with the rules of a GM, the constraints of a uh, salary cap, where they got to put a guy at each position he played, and they've got also put a guy um, uh, from each of the teams that they played on. So you get this wonderful set of 24 teams of players, and we play them down in a kind of a fantasy playoff with uh, a couple of NHL GMs and, and head coaches that have taken the teams and, and, and bladdered them out. And then there's also sections on Stanley Cup teams and international teams, all voice of the players, like behind the moves, talking about teams and teammates that they sat in dressing rooms with. So you, uh, you were in the banking business, in the hockey business, 
uh, in the publishing business. Almost ended up in the car business, didn't you? <laughs> I did almost end up in the car business. I've also been in the software business, but I've been in a few. Yeah. Hey, great stuff. Uh, how can people find this website out for uh, your new uh, your new book? Well, if they, we're in pre-sale now, and uh, they'll save $10 if you buy it now. And also, I'm giving $10 per book to the NHL Alumni Association. Uh, fans can see it by going to 23towin.com, 23towin.com, or you can follow us on social at 23towin, the number 23towin. Uh, awesome stuff, Jason. Let's do this. We'll get you on in the summer, maybe have a little bit more extended conversation on the two books, okay? Always look forward to it. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That's Jason Ferris, longtime NHL executive. Spent, uh, what do you say, seven seasons with the Dallas Stars, helped rebuild uh, their season uh, ticket base. Uh, very modest guy, and he's a grinder, too. Like, he hustles. Uh Went to go work for Tom Gillardi. Well, what do you say? Within a few weeks of Gillardi uh, purchasing that franchise there. And uh, we had him on during the lockout year back in 1213 as well. All right, 120 in Edmonton. We're going to step out. I'll circle back to some texts on our Heartland Ford text line. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Oh, you're bringing it on the old text line at 630, 630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Just had Jason Ferris on the show. Uh, spent the last several years at the Dallas Stars organization. Writ, uh, has written the definitive uh, book on uh, Behind the Moves, General Managers, the words in the mouths of the GMs. It was a pretty interesting book. Read it several years ago. Got a bit of a synopsis there on Ken Holland with the uh, imminent announcement coming. Some guests on the show received gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton, South Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Let's go to some text because you made me laugh. Norm says, Bob, every time you reference Tom Cruise, I remember that famous saying you used to say at the end of every shift at Rosie's Bar and Grill. I'm going to act like Tom and Cruz. Did I used to say that at every, really? Back in 1985, 86? Maybe I did. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Tweet us at now. Uh, Jay says, hey, uh, Bob, so no interview again. They just appointed a good guy based on Nicholson's previous history with former GMs. And this isn't similar to Shirelli. That one comes to us from Jay. Uh, out of Red Deer, uh, Bob, uh, excellent show today. Go Oilers. Well, thank you for that. Uh, this text out of Edmonton. Bob, the concerns people are expressing are not directly related to Ken Holland. It's about a lack of trust in the organization based on track record. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Um, Bob, Tom Cruise. Did you mean Ted Cruise? <laughs> I'm a lot more liberal than Ted Cruz, I'll tell you that. A lot more. Uh, Wood has texted the show to say, Bob, what's a controversy? Why is controversy? Why is Ken Holland being called uh, PC 2.0? I think a lot of people think, you know, had success and uh, had some cap challenges. I think those are the major reasons why people are saying it. You know, Shirelli had cap issues in Boston when he left, and uh, a lot of it, it should be mentioned. Detroit now has like twenty million bucks in cap space. They've moved a lot of that cap space off. Uh, again, you can text us at six thirty, six thirty. 
Uh, Bob, uh, can you play your comments when the Oilers first hired Shirelli? Uh, I bet they're the exact same as Holland. Respected GM Cup winner, but ignoring how bad uh, Detroit was lately. Well, I would tell you that I, I was probably more effusive in my praise when the Oilers hired Peter Shirelli. Not that I'm just, a li- you know, we're all a little cautious. Absolutely. Let's see how this goes. Um, the question I have for many of the texters that are sending messages our way, do you recall what you said when Shirelli was hired? Because I can go back five years on our text message system. And uh, so some of you who, you know, we had a guy text us and say, this was wrong, this was wrong, I told you this was wrong. I, then I went back and checked his past texts, and he neglected to mention the ones uh, that he called wrong himself. I, I, you know, I've been wrong on players before, and maybe right once in a while as well. Again, Texas at 6.30, 6.30. Jay Woodcroft is coming up out of Bakersfield with an update. Um, Adam says, Bob, I wish these fans would just be quiet. Ken Holland is a massive improvement from Adam. There you go. This text comes in from Brad. Brad says, Bob, I don't think Ken Holland has anything in similarity to Peter Shirelli other than being a veteran GM. He has no history of bad trades or of loving heavy hockey. He was innovative enough to send scouts to focus in Europe and play a possession hockey game. His few bad contracts are nothing close to that of Lucic, and he didn't trade Tyler Sagan for pennies on the dollar. That text comes to us from Brad. One other, I mean, Peter Shirelli ultimately lost a bit of a power struggle there with Cam Neely in in Boston. That's kind of what happened and accelerated the process. Uh, It was inevitable that the Red Wings were going to try to get Steve Eisman back and very amicable in terms of Ken Holland leaving that organization that he worked for for 36 years. Very different scenario than Shirelli in that regard as well. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And we got an update from the farm coming in. Uh, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.